0: So I'm, I'm here with Laura and Anna, and these women are just incredible badasses, I will say. Just absolutely amazing. Laura is a tech and startup enthusiast. She's passionate about solving problems and energized by the fast-paced rhythm involved in scaling and growing companies in the fintech ecosystem. She's co-launched an international digital lending company in Mexico and led the operations teams of two fintech startups. She's a governor at her DAO, LATAM, which is focused on bringing more Latin American women into Web3 as builders. And hear this Laura, Laura has hacked five Web3 hackathons, winning each one of them and being an F finalist at F Mexico. She's trained over 20 hackathon projects and has founded women's networking crypto initiatives in, crypt, such, in crypto, such as Walk Me LATAM. I don't know how you do it. You are doing it all. You're not, you should be tired <laughs> right now, Laura. Uh, Anna. Anna leads the Ethereum Mexico community. She's the community support in the DevCon team of the Ethereum Foundation. She's the community lead for Espacio Crypto, the most listened to podcast in LATAM about Web3 in Spanish, and an important community in Latin America. Anna also co-founded HerDAO LATAM. An organization focused on bringing more women to Web three and helping women to become builders and founders. Anna, you are amazing. So, so you ladies, I'm so thankful and so inspired by both of you. and just happy to have you here to on the onlyfams podcast. Welcome to only Laura and Anna. Oh, well,
1: thank you so much, Andra. This is so we're so excited to to be here. I'm particularly very excited reading. What the, the mission of OnlyFans is, I was very excited to be able to to share as well more and on, on my background and what we've been doing. So thank you so much.
2: Yeah, thank you so much, Yandra, for having us and inviting us. Like this is such an honor to be part of your podcast and also like learning a lot from you. Like I feel very inspired as well uh, and representing represented by you so thank you so much for that really thank you for the support and to support other women as well to 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 this to be able to achieve more more things and in a financial way and also in a, a liberal way so thank you so much
0: you ladies are incredibly inspiring. Um, and I just was thinking the whole time I was looking at this, like, I don't know how you got here. Did did, did your journey help a lot with that? Did you always know that you would be here in Web3? And uh, Laura, we can start with you.
1: Thank you, Andra. Um, yeah, no, I would have never expected to to for my professional path to lead into Web3. Uh, I actually studied something completely different, which is political science and international relations. And my goal was to change the world and change so many of the social structures that um, block people from moving forward, particularly women. And that is actually what led me to Web3 as well, identifying this as an opportunity of leveraging tech. Uh, even if I didn't have a tech background, it was like, this is what I really like to do. and. I have the skills, I know I can work to understand how this functions uh, and I can start doing it and using this new technology to help other people and solve this social issues that I had already identified, had been there for a really long time and trying to take a twist a little bit on them and see, okay, what other perspectives are there to them?
0: I love that, Laura. And, and what about you, Anna? <laughs> yeah like kind of kind
2: of Laura like for example I was I never expected to be working working in tech industry and neither blockchain industry or web3 like blockchain technology has 13 years and so right now I'm 26 like no no way I was thinking on working on something related to this when I was 13 um so yeah, like I studied uh, international business and commerce, uh, something that is not related to technology at all or blockchain. And I studied that because I like the part of talking to different people around the world. And that was something that I knew more about and I had friends that studied that. So it was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to study that. So I, I was working for a consultancy and logistics company for four years with clients like Mercedes, uh, Mazda, etc. It, it was it was pretty cool. I was, I was good at it. But then the pandemic started and I started working remotely. And I really enjoyed the, the remote work. Like I was able to work from anywhere in the world. I was able to go, for example, to Germany to study uh, German there. And at the same time, working for the, the same company. Um, so... This made me realize that remote work is a big opportunity for, for women and, and well, for people in general because uh, you're, you're able to manage better your time, for example. You don't lose one hour in traffic or if you had kids, for example, or family, you are able to maybe be more uh, dependent of them or it was that remote work gave me more time to... To, For example, to go to the gym or eat, even eat better, for example, or have more time to meditate, etc. And do the things that I like. So that with that, I started looking for jobs that were remote. And I noticed that most of the jobs that were remote uh, were in the tech industry. So I started uh, investigating a lot the, about those stuff. But at the same time, during the pandemic, I learned about crypto. Uh, so uh, I started investigating and doing a lot of re- research about it. And one day, uh, um, one friend of mine from the university posted something about crypto, and I was like, oh, finally someone that ha- can help me, because uh, like really, two years ago, learning about crypto, like it was a mess. Like uh, I wanted to join other communities in Facebook, but people there wasn't help- very helpful. Or some people, um, yeah, no, like there, there's what uh, there wasn't a um, lot of information. Most of it was in English, so yeah, like gladly I found someone who who could help me with that, and and I joined their their community, which is was which was Espacio Crypto, for example, and then I get to know about DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization uh, where where they like. I start working there, uh, mm-hmm. literally, doing a lot of marketing stuff uh, and community stuff, creating content for 16 languages uh, around the world about crypto. Uh, so yeah, I like I start like that. Uh, th- later on, Herdao Global gave me a scholarship to go to East Denver, which is a conference about uh, Web3 and, and a hackathon. Uh, so, yeah, like everything starts like lot. that. But, yeah, a lot of, and a lot of opportunities I received, to be honest.
0: Yeah, there is so much to unpack, like based upon what both of you guys have said. There's a lot there. First things first, you guys were open to go to other jurisdictions to explore. I mean, was that ever, did, were you ever afraid? Like, okay, what, what's going to happen? I'm stepping outside of my comfort zone. I'm working in a new area or I'm going to a new place. You know, how did you have the confidence to not feel afraid to step out into new territory?
1: I think for me, so I think for me is I, when I was younger, um, I moved with my mom and my sisters to Germany and we lived there for, for two years. So it was this whole thing of like, Jumping into a country where you didn't speak the language. My school was in German. All of my, like I was 12 years old, so I had to speak German because my classmates didn't speak English very well. Um, so that really helped me in just figuring or like realizing I can do it. Like I didn't, like it wasn't terrible. I made friends. I was thriving in school and sort of like for me, that was very reassuring in that. Okay, this might seem difficult. This is new, um, but it is it is something that you can do. Uh, and then when I first jumped into tech, uh, like I had been so when I graduated from international relations, I started working mainly remotely for a consulting company. I was doing different projects for uh, different governments, Singapore, Canada. And that had already given me a glimpse into, okay, what is it like working with people from other cultures? And sort of like, what do you do? How do you talk about that? Um, And then when I decided to jump into tech, to be quite honest, it was very scary. Like I remember I first thought um, I shouldn't get something out of political science. Like this is what I've been doing for so many years. Like I've been just three years, so many years is like three years, but, um, like I've been working in public, public policy consulting my whole life. This is what I studied. This is what I did. Uh, how am I going to be able to change into this other branch of tech that I know nothing about? I never learned how to code. I do know like how to query databases, but more because I was looking for stuff for, um, for our clients. And to me, it was really important. One. I had a really good manager. Uh, He was very, very supportive in seeing like you have the skills and literally it's sort of like, everyone is just learning right now. No one knows nothing about FinTech. So as long as you're smart, as long as you're working hard, you're gonna be able to do it. If you need help, like we have all of these amazing talented people in the team that are here to support you. And like, sort of like, we're going to do it. Don't worry about it. Uh, I think for me, it was very fortunate. It, it, it was a lot of this feeling of we're all going to make it, that we talk so much about in crypto of just supporting each other. And that is definitely one of the things that I really like, appreciate, and push for in the crypto and Web3 ecosystem, in the Web3 ecosystem is like, that is the important piece. This is all so new. It's all just being developed. So the more, for me, the most important thing is trust that you can learn. It doesn't matter if you don't know it already. Most people didn't know it. And most people that say, oh, I know so many things. I've only been in the space for like a year or six months. And it's more about feeling that you're capable of learning.
0: I was in Miami at a conference a few months ago and this lady, I said, Oh my gosh, you're, you're incredible. And she said, I've been in the industry for eight months, eight months, you know, less than a year. And here I am an expert, you know, so all of us can do it. We just have to have the willingness to learn. And what Laura said was just incredible. Uh, when she said, trust that you can learn, I have to write that down on a little sticky and put it on the side of my bed. Uh, but we have, we have to, first of all, believe that we can do it. And then we have to have the network, whether it's a social network, a sponsor, a mentor, but the persons that are around us that can help us make it happen. So, have you had a group of persons or or a mentor, anybody that's truly guided you, you know, through this journey? Yeah, totally,
2: all the time. Like I feel very uh, lucky because in every step I take, there's people willing to help, but also. You, I think, is because I've been asking for that help. You know, like, I think something very important that people need to figure out is that if you want to learn about blockchain, about crypto, or about how to code, or about personal finances, I don't know, I think there's people that are willing to help you, and you can find them in the internet or maybe a friend of you. Or in Twitter, I don't know, like there's always someone who is willing to help. So in my career, I think that that has been helping me a lot. Like since the beginning, I've been uh, some other... I have I have had mentors or friends that have helped me uh, and are, for example, are men, are women, like are my friends, uh, people that I admire. Uh, and actually, I... I, as well, like, for example, in, I was t- sending messages to all the people that I, I admire. So I was, I was he- asking them to make, gave me some advices or something. So, and they were willing to help me with that, you know? So, so yeah, it's been, it's been very, very cool in that so, so part in my
0: path. Not yeah. being afraid to ask, <laughs> not being afraid to ask the question. Uh, and I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask a question that so many people really want to ask, but they don't want to sound like stupid, you know, but what is Web3? It's a question that so many people have. What is Web3? <laughs> yeah,
2: well, Web3 is like the revolution of the internet. Like it's an internet where you are the creator, but also you are the real owner, and you, and also like when you are the real, real owner, you can make profit as well of it. Uh, it's an internet that is open and also decentralized. And the things that are related to Web3, for example, uh, is crypto, NFTs, those, uh, these things like the metaverse, all the 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 crazy things we we hear for in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like that is Web3. But before, like after this, I want to. Uh, explain as well, like first, what is web one and what is web two, right? Yeah, tell us, tell us. Yeah, (laughs) to understand better what is web three. Like web one, for example, was like the first internet. The first internet where we only see stuff. Like I don't know if you remember when you were in your big computer and it was only like something sometimes you could type, but there was no images and it was everything yeah. like very black that. and white. That was like kind <laughs> of yeah. web web one. One way, well, yeah, web 1.0 That's how it's called. And then uh, it it's it's web two uh, for example with all these new uh, platforms like facebook instagram youtube uh, it's a place where you can um interact with the internet and you are a creator but you are not the owner of the of that content you are making the other way around like all these companies are making profits of your the content you are creating so that is web two and that's why web three is different because now with web three you are the you are the content creator but also the real owner and it's this is uh, the web three lives in the blockchains which is at the cent is decentralized is open for everyone and it tracks uh, what have you created and also um, um Shares or identifies that you are the real creator. So yeah, that's like my definition of it.
0: I don't know. Maybe I
2: did I explain that?
0: (laughs) You you explained that well. It was you know I was I always tell people explain it to me like I'm in kindergarten. (laughs) Yeah, you you explained it really well. You said that you can be an owner in this Web three. How how can women be financially empowered or how can they make money? I would say. Uh, you know, from Web3?
1: I think there are a lot of different ways in which women can make money, uh, regardless of the background that they have, what they enjoy doing. Um, I, I really like to think as well of Web3 as just this different um, way in which people, in which society interacts and collaborates. I think that is one of the very important ethos of Web3, in that you are not only are you an owner of what you produce, and then first, as you were saying, like, how do you make money? Since you are the owner of what you're producing, what you're creating, uh, you can make profit out of it, whether it is by uh, getting the streams directly without an intermediary, whether it is by minting NFTs, which are these non-fungible tokens. So you can, for example, draw a beautiful picture or if you're an artist, like you can take a picture of some physical art that you've already made and uploaded it and sell the to- the, this token that proves that you're giving the ownership to someone else. And one of the things that I really like about that is that you can configure it in such a way that it continues to create you a passive income even as they sell it on and on and on, like in the physical world, if you were to just sell your portrait, then you only get the money once. Even if they resell it afterwards for gazillions of dollars, you only make money out of the first sale. But in Web3 and with NFTs, you're able to continue profiting from the work that you've been doing. There's also, since it's a new way in which people collaborate, so many of these barriers, of these geographical barriers, um, that have been existing before for tech companies are not there anymore. Companies are able to hire people in different locations more based on their qualities and their experience and what they are bringing onto the table. And so you can leverage that to get a better, better salary. I know that for us in Herdala Town, like that is one of the main reasons why we want to onboard more women into Web3 because this is an opportunity. It's like, it's this unique opportunity that women in Latin America have to make a much better salary without having to migrate from their country, leave their families and like change their environments that much. Um, And then there's also, this is a knowledge Web3 is a knowledge industry, particularly right now. That is, everything is so new. There is always someone else learning. There is always someone else that needs help, needs guidance, needs mentoring. Um, So I've seen like slightly more and more women tending towards creating this sort of like small consulting or like sometimes not even that small um, consulting. work for different companies that are looking, for example, to come into Mexico or come into Colombia and don't really understand how that um, this space works, how people understand money in these uh, geographical locations. So there are a lot of opportunities in which women, with the knowledge that they already have from their previous industries or even just from their local environments, can make a profit in Web3. Wow.
0: No, that, that's amazing. You talked about like this opportunity to increase your salary with, without leaving, you know, because it's, it's a global industry. You also mentioned HerDao. Tell me a little bit about the mission of HerDao.
1: Yeah, so at HerDao and HerDao Latam, we are um, women-led developer DAO. We focus in bringing and making the web three space more equitable in a sustainable way. I think very similar to what you were sharing of, I suddenly found myself in this crypto conference and like, it was all white dudes. Like what's happening? (laughs) Um, Like, this is something that our leadership at Herdow identified as well in 2021, where it's like, where are all of the women and where are, and it's not only a matter of Where are they? Why aren't they working in the industry? But for us, particularly in HERDAO-LATAM, it's also this idea of if we're not building with a lens of the needs from women in Latin America, then our problems are not going to be solved by Web3. And this technology can definitely tackle so many of them, but if the women are not there to push for these ideas, these problems to be solved, uh, this is just not going to happen. So at heard we let with focus on onboarding more women, both developers and people from different backgrounds, mainly because we believe in this idea that you don't need to be a developer to join Web3. There are so many opportunities here. And more than just opportunities is Web3 needs all of these skills. You cannot build a good product just having a one good developer. You need to have all of these other diverse ideas from people that didn't necessarily study development so that you can make a quality product. And that is what we want. We want more Latin American women building in Web3 so that we have better products.
2: Yeah, totally. Like that's something I feel very inspired because uh, and we feel very inspired by that because um, like we are we, we like to say like we are like a talent incubator where we are teaching other women yeah about web3 but also how to become a builder of working in web3 and also to maybe to become a founder uh, of a web3 project so so yeah that that's that's something I'm I'm very inspired, inspired and also, very happy about it because there's new people from latin america actually working in in this industry or um or for example learning new stuff so they can start learning uh, working in in the industry and yeah as laura says like we in web3 industry we need a lot of talent not only devs like we need a uh, marketing people designers uh, pms uh, people who likes to share stories like you, Yandra, like mm-hmm. uh, um, educators, like we need of everyone. Like to be honest, I think in technology in general, uh, there's many talents needed. And f- for sure, like uh, learning new things uh, specialized in technology to make all your abilities like multiplied or something, it can help you to find a, a work or a job in, in Web3 or in tech in the tech industry so yeah that's that's what we do in Herdaula um we help and and give a sponsor sh- give a, sp- a scholarship or we sponsor women to uh, first to study things related to crypto or to web3 or tech in general or how to code for example um and also we provide scholarships for women to attend to these web three conferences where you say there's no many women. Yeah. So yeah, that's we are um we are helping to uh, decrease that gap and also teaching them how to participate in a hackathon for example these places where you can uh, build a complete project or an mvp or something when that maybe i don't know one day maybe you you have a great startup and then uh, the next google i don't know so yeah that's oh, that's nice. what we are we help out this woman from LATAM to, to do that. And also we are doing it in Spanish, which is something very important. As well.
0: Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. And I love that you're telling women that are not tech, you know, tech, I'm not a tech person, right? We're, you know, so many of us believe that we can come into the industry if we're not tech people, but you're telling women, no, there's a room for you. So if you're a great yeah. master, if you're a great operator, if you're a great HR person, come in, there's room here and you can be empowered through that. That That's incredible. And you guys have a mission. Uh, I know you have this other sort of walk me mission to get 5 million. That's a lot. (laughs) 5 million (laughs) Latinas into Web3 by 2030. Tell me, tell me more.
1: I really like how you mentioned that it's a lot. We've heard everything. Like we've heard from it's so little We've like we've also heard people saying like, oh, 5 million, that is so little. There are so many more other women in Latin America. What's going to happen? And we're like, well, it's a good number. It's a good number to get started. It's a good number to challenge ourselves and to just make sure that we're heating and we're reaching out to all of the right communities as well to, to join us in this project. So Wagmin Latin is an initiative that we're spearheading along with Unstoppable Domains and Crypto With their support, we've partnered up with over 40 communities in all over Latin America, and also several women entrepreneurs. There's about 10 women entrepreneurs that are part of the initiative as well to bring education, if into education in Spanish for women all over Latin. So this includes Brazil. This includes Spanish-speaking Latin America but it also includes Latin American women and Latinas in the US. Um, So one of the things that we've identified as well is that even in tech in general, the percentage of Latin American women is pretty low. So the number just gets a little bit more depressing if you go into Web3, because that number is even smaller. And just as I was sharing before, this is such a pivotal moment in Web3 Everything is so new. And we believe that this is the right time in which we need to make a big push to get more Latin American women in so that they are building from the ground up. What the foundations are going to be for Web3, for the technologies, for the projects that are being built and the needs that this technology is solving for. And for us in particular, I think it's very important all of these communities that we've partnered with, because we understand that it is, I would almost say it's impossible, like to just have one community or one project, think that they know exactly what are the hurdles that women in particular countries, in particular contexts are facing that are challenging them to join Web3 or to join, or get digital literacy. So for us, it's very important that we partner with all of these other communities that understand their own geographical locations and geographical and local problems and needs so well, because um, that, that is one of the only ways in which we're going to be able to actually have an impact. If we have someone that knows what the problematic is, knows what are the resources that are needed and what are the changes that need to be made and then what one of the things that we do through wagmin latem is amplify this message amplify the work that they are already doing help them get additional support provide them guidance with what we already know and i think this is one of the parts the roles for which herdal Latam is so important as part of this initiative because we've already walked a lot of this way. Like we've already had this process of thinking through, okay, how are we bringing value to our members? How are we making sure that we're connecting with the right protocols and we're offering the right opportunities? How can And now it's more of a process of how can we help others who are just building out their communities to get this, to learn from our mistakes, learn from what has worked well for us and be able to implement that within their own communities
2: yeah totally like we are making easy the easier the path for all the other communities and boosting them to do to, to go bigger and to help us in in our mission like that that's our main goal with this initiative like to help all the other communities in latam and and yeah like providing uh, for example educational content and also uh, we recently launched a scholarship. One, we're going to launch 100 scholarships to learn code. Uh, so th- to code, that's something we, I'm, I'm very excited about. That one, uh, mm-hmm. and and we this this is going to be for the communities that are part of uh So so yeah, it, that that's a huge ach- achievement. So Absolutely. at the end of the year, we're going to have new ten, 100 new developers.
1: Oh,
0: yes, that's Yes, yeah. yeah, that's incredible. So, really doing sort of educational campaigns, you do meetups, courses, and of course, bringing them in through the scholarships that you're providing, sort of helping them get immersed within this community. That that that's incredible. That's incredible, and you're doing that all throughout Latin America. I mean, you guys, I just want to pat you like through the through the camera. <laughs> I want to yes. just pat you on the back because that's so that's just so amazing. And I know that. You guys know the stats. There, there are so few uh, Latin American women in the space, pretty much in tech in general. You know, um, and so are you seeing now through this initiative that more women want to start studying tech, or maybe studying finance? Are, are you seeing that now, or at least beginning to think about it being a
1: field that they could be in?
0: Yeah.
1: We definitely see that there's more women that believe that they can work in tech. Um, we also see more women that are interested in learning how to code. And it's very, it's nice. And I think it's also very heartwarming to see because a lot of them start sort of like, hey, what is like the less scary way to start talking about code? Um, so for example, on our end, on her La Tam, it's also one of the things that we've been focusing on sort of like, okay, what if we do a small crash course on front-end development, which is a little bit more intuitive, it's more visual, but it gets, it removes this um, fear of coding. It removes, it starts sort of like feeding these barriers of coding to seems really complex. And this has also been driven, as I mentioned, by the fact that we have seen a lot more women first, interesting in understanding. Okay. What is this industry like beyond me as a user? Wh- what is this industry? Like what kind of companies are there in here to what opportunities, like what work opportunities are there? How can I see either what I already have as previous skills from my background, or what are the basic things that I need to learn in order to get an initial job and one of the another one of the points that I see a lot is women are in it to learn you see so many of the women saying like I'm just jumping into this project and like I'm I'm listening into this conversation and I proposed myself to take notes or I offered myself to do this other thing cuz I know that this is going to help me learn. And then later on, like, this is something that I can continue building on. So we, we do see a lot of women interested in learning about the tech, joining the tech force. And we also see another branch of women that are like, okay, I heard women or other people, like, they did this boot camp, this, like, one-year or 9 months boot camp, and now they are, like, coding away in this thing, like, how do I do it? <laughs> yeah. I love that. I
0: love that so much. Cause you can see the progress that's been made, you know? And, um, one thing I have been, I've noticed just being in the industry and seeing women that come into tech, um, it's like, they can finally see that something that they knew nothing about that they thought was so scary is actually not that scary after all, you know, and, and it kind of teaches them a lesson on just general overcoming anything, you know, not being afraid and just being able to operate fearlessly in that way. And I'm just curious, and i like to ask any sort of inspirational woman that I meet, you know, was there any obstacles that you had on your journey? Uh, Think about it. We're in an environment where literally men are all around us. I I think personally as a woman, the obstacles appear even bigger to me. I don't know why, but they just seem more magnified. Um, How have you guys been able to sort of develop resilience or can you give us some tools that you've used on how to overcome anything that's going to come into your way overcome obstacles overcome adversity develop grit develop resilience yeah well this
2: is this is a, a deep question <laughs> like I I feel um, in your path sometimes can be or can be, uh, you can find some troubles or you can find some difficulties, you know, but it's a lot uh, on you about how you can uh, step on them or to make an effort to, to step on them. And actually, there's as well people willing to help you. So for sure uh, some sometimes can be so very difficult so maybe it's it's time for you to to go deep and think what can you do better or maybe sometimes you you can't even do anything like some some things you can just to leave things to work as they're supposed to be and just leave it like that but uh, there's also ways to find for help or asking for help for example if uh, asking for mentorship or asking for feedback for f- with people that you admire or people that you trust, um, I think that's that's a great way to 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 give a, and achieve all the goals you you want to pursue. It. Um, and yeah, not, to just not give up, like because in in life there's a lot of uh, ups and downs. Mm. So yeah, you have to be grateful for that as well. Like as the same way you you are happy because of all the things you have you have achieved, you have to be happy as well for the bad moments. Like for the bad moments, you learn a lot. Like I think you learn more you learn more from the bad moments or the uh, hard. Hard, hard times more than the, the, the happy ones, for example. So yeah, that's something that you have to accept and to, to be grateful for that. And, and yeah, if you need help, to ask for it.
0: Yes. I and love really- that. I, I heard Muhammad Ali, uh, he was, I don't know if you know Muhammad Ali, he was a famous boxer. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said whenever he would finish a fight, he would look at the videos of his fight and he always said he learned more from the fights he lost than the ones yes. you want. So I love that you said totally. I mean, this is a learning experience. What totally. about you, Laura? Because we're asking some deep questions here. <laughs> yeah,
1: no, absolutely. And I think there is definitely going to be several instances in which you will feel um, disappointed or like you might feel like you don't fit into the room. I think particularly as uh, a woman a woman of color uh, that there's still some time until that is completely cleared out um, and depending as well on your background, like what uh, work environments you used to come from, that might be more shocking coming into Web3 or into the tech industry uh, and it does require, as you said building this resilience I think first of all, it's definitely important to be Kind with yourself uh, and understand that it is hard. Like it is complicated. There will be times in which you will feel like, you know what, today I, I don't want to care about it anymore. I just want to go home. I just want to watch TV. I like, I just want to forget about it. And then tomorrow I'll get back on it. And I think that is perfectly healthy. Um, Cause we, one of the things that I like to see a lot is this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Um, So you need to be able to make all of these spaces and basically build this toolkit that is going to enable you to be in it for the long run. And something else that I think is very important is having this support network, like just having someone that you can rely on, whether it is to have someone that you can go and ask for advice, but it may also just be someone that you're like, god, I had this conversation with this one person. And for some reason, they don't understand that like this product is not marketable to women in this way. Like You need to think about it in this other way. They don't understand that this is a challenge for people that don't earn over 20 uh, a year. And like this is not something that people can just gamble their money away. And our context is different, so they are not able to understand it. Um, So having this support network that is there to catch you sort of like in good times and in bad times, uh, I think that is really important. And I think particularly in Web3, that is one of the reasons why I think it's so important and it's so valuable for people that are just joining the ecosystem or even if they have been in the ecosystem for long to join a community. Because that is also how you see everyone else is learning as well. I'm not the only one that is learning. I'm not the only one that is facing this kind of challenges. And that becomes really validating. I think particularly when you're struggling with, I don't see other people like myself. Why is everyone thinking in this one way only and don't have an idea of this other perspective? Having someone else and Preferably a larger group of people that can validate how you feel and how you think makes you more resilient. Wow, y'all, we can. Oh,
0: I, 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 I need this for me. This is for me. <laughs> You're speaking to me. I'm so, I'm so inspired by what both of you all just said. Thank you so much for that. I, so I wanna, I wanna play this game. We'll call rapid fire. Where this, mis- the, the mission of this podcast is really to get women to a place of financial independence, but we can't do that unless we can really grow and develop. Uh, I like to say up-level ourselves. So I'm going to say a word, and I want you to just tell us how a woman can either improve herself in that area or maximize space in that area, enabling her to level up. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The first word is books.
2: Cool. Uh, Well, uh, it came to my mind, for example, some names of books that I've read, uh, Essentialism by Greg McKeown, How to Win Friends and Influence People, The Four Agreements, I think is a very good one, and The Work of Byron Katie, I think is really cool.
0: Oh, we're going to have to write that down so that everybody knows how to win friends and influence people. I've read that. It's amazing. It's so incredible. Laura.
1: Yeah, so I'd I'd like to chip in with just one. It's called Time Smart. I think particularly in Web3 where there's so many things we can be doing. There's always something going on. There's always information to be consumed. Remembering what is important to you and not letting external factors affect how you make those decisions, but realizing if how I'm choosing to spend my time, my very limited time, which I think is one of the things that we all need to to remember, is so important for how happy I'm going to be.
0: That's great. Next word is skills.
2: Cool, skills. Well, I think positivity, kindness uh, are a must and to delegate better. That's something... People need to learn, <laughs> and myself—that's
0: <laughs> a huge one.
1: Yes, I go for uh, intrapersonal skills, which I think is like embodies a lot of the skills that Anna just mentioned. Um, <laughs> but understanding, trying to relate to people as people, like even if we are, even if you're working together, it's sort of like understanding where they are coming from, so that you're able. You're better able to support them and help them thrive. because that not only do you learn a lot by helping others become better, but it just like later on in life you'll you'll be able to reap so many other things, many other rewards.
0: Yes, okay, you guys are just man, you're you're killing it right now. <laughs> uh, the next one is time.
2: Well, for time, I think learning what to prioritize uh is a most, like manage your time and always to figure out that the first one uh the first prioritize thing is you like and your health so so you you need to always uh, look uh look to find ways to prioritize you and yourself yeah yourself.
1: Reclaim your time. Yes. Yeah. I think time to connect. Um I'm a very social person, so I do recharge by being with other people, talking to other people. And there's also this study, like one of the reasons why women live for a lot longer is because we spend more time with our friends. So I'm sure that goes a long way as well.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Energy. 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 Well,
2: I think uh, energy eating green and real food meditate and exercise almost every day and I'll, I'll as well go to therapy. I think those kind of things, when you have it fulfilled, uh, there is going to give you a lot of energy for yourself and also for the people that are around you. And it's very important for your personal growth, I feel.
0: Therapist, therapist definitely.
1: Yes,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: 100%. <laughs> I think identifying, take the time, to really identify what are both the tasks, topics, people, projects that give you energy and don't be afraid to leave aside those that don't give you that energy. Prioritize what gives you energy and makes you feel ready to take on everything.
0: And I think that's something uh, that I've been working on because, you know, for persons that are executors, we just like to do everything because we feel like nobody else can do it the way we can. <laughs> but the reality is, yeah. is that there are some things that are just more higher impact and more, things that I'm more passionate about that I would prefer to do. And doing those things and focusing on those things and leaving the other things that don't give me the kind of energy uh, that that's my goal for 2023. So you guys, are you, you're going to be my accountability partners to make sure. I <laughs> I'm, I'm in goal. it
1: for you. Cause I'm just like that as well. I'm one of the, I need to execute. I need to do the things. Like I know how to do it. It's going to be this, or it's going to be that. And then it's like, yeah. is this the best use of your time? Like, are you actually creating the best opportunities, not only for yourself, but for the projects that matter to you, if this is the one thing that you're doing, yes. it's hard. Yeah, totally. That,
2: you should read the book that, that is called es- Essentialism. It's a oh, very good one. Yeah. And it, it, it talks about that specifically. So yeah, it's very good.
0: Yeah, it's a great book. Okay, the dirty word, ambition. It's a very <laughs> dirty word to some people.
2: Cool ambition. Well, I to, I think that to achieve all the things you're pursuing, you need to visualize them. Like, make a vision board and on, on the steps you will follow to achieve this. Uh, I recommend to do it maybe every year or maybe every six months. months. And with that, at the same time, I think you're building positive habits for this. Uh, so, yeah. I think,
1: one... Just as you were saying, don't be afraid to want more. Like we've been so educated to limit ourselves to what we can want. It's not even a matter of what we can achieve, but what we can want. So feel, empower yourself or to feel able to want more all the time. It's not wrong to want more uh and surround yourself with other people that are also as ambitious as you are because then like that rubs up on you and you're like oh maybe i shouldn't ask for that but then you do a reality check with someone else and they're like why didn't you ask for more money and you're like yes yes that's what i needed to hear i'm going to ask for more money
2: (laughs) Yeah, totally.
0: those visualize set goals one more and then the circle The circle, making sure that the circle is right and it's propelling you to where you want to go. That's amazing. And the last word is money. Money, money. (laughs) Well, I'm going
2: with that. The compound interest is your best friend. So get advantage of it. Learn how to invest your money to multiply it. Yes.
1: Yes. I go for abundance. Like money is something that flows um, and it is good for you to spend it and invest it on yourself. Uh, And it may be hard for some people. Like I know that for me, it was really hard several years ago to have an abundance mindset. I was like, no, I just need to hoard all of my money and invest everything. Cause like, what if it goes away? but having an abundance mindset really helps you create these other opportunities for yourself that you might have not identified before. So I think there is believing that you can make money for yourself. You're able, you're capable of creating this wealth and abundance for yourself.
0: Whoa, I'm going to have to, okay, we're going to have to like edit these into little clips (laughs) so I can play them back for myself because the advice was so amazing. Uh, One of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast was I wanted to see a change in fintech and really in the world. And I wanted to see women become more financially empowered. Uh, So I just want to end the podcast with this question about change. I mean, change can be dynamic, but a lot of us are not so keen on changing but the reality is so many of us wish that things would change, right? FinTech could be more diverse, more women could come into web three. And so if we need to be the change that we want to see in the world, what change would you be and how will you embody that change? Cool. Yeah.
2: Well, for this, uh, let's always remind the power of representation. Like, uh, you can't be what you can't see. So, uh, we have to to share with other women about these opportunities we had. For example, us by doing this podcast. Thank you, Yandra, for inviting us. Telling our story, sharing it with other people. Like this hopefully will um inspire other other women to do so and uh, to become better every day. And this will this is like a domino effect. I don't know, it's like one day start me or Laura and the other day is my sister is my best friend is people who is listening to this podcast. I don't know. So power representation is, is, is amazing. Uh, And to remember that uh, there's nothing good in hiding, hiding your success. Like sometimes, especially in Latin America, we, we think that we, we don't have to share too much because if we share a lot, it, it means that you are showing off a lot or, can be insecure i don't know so uh, of of course you you have to sometimes uh, make it in a secure way but there's no uh, there's nothing good in make you f- less like the other way around you should uh, um, show other people all, all the the, the, good, the good things you have all or as well sharing your success uh, i don't know uh, those kind of things are always uh, helpful and inspire other people and um yeah like what else what else like in this as, like this we are opening doors or making a path a clear path for other women that want to 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 be part of of the tech industry for example and yeah something that i will do different like um To be honest, I'm doing uh, all the things that I like to do and onboarding more women into the blockchain ecosystem, helping them to uh, become builders and founders. But something that really inspires me uh, um, as well are these projects, the possibility of these projects to make it in an early stage of of people's life or women's life. For example, when they are, uh, I don't know, 10... 10-year-olds or something, we can teach them to robotics or something like that, that's something I will be very uh,
0: excited to do. Yes, I love that. And You're doing it. You're, you're embodying the change that you want to see. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank
0: you so much, Anna.
1: Um, I would go for... Um, one being that shoulder and on ramp for other people that are just getting started in the ecosystem like for me and I think particularly in this piece of not having to be a developer in the ecosystem like I did go through a phase when I several years ago when I first tried to join the blockchain ecosystem I had friends tell me like they're only hiring developers right now which was very discouraging so for me, it's really making that change of one, as you said, show, and as Anna also mentioned, showcasing myself as I'm not a tech people, like being very straightforward with I'm not a tech people, and I'm in the industry, and I'm working in the industry, and I'm doing all of these different things. So if you're not a tech person, you can also join us. Um, um, and very, being very, um, very vocal about that. I think also being one of the things that for me is really important is helping other women ask for what they should be making in terms of money and understanding that their time is worth money, regardless if they, oh, I'm just learning, oh, but I'm just doing X or Y and Z because I really like this project being very clear on this is an opportunity cost that you're incurring in. So if you're putting time into doing this thing, it means you're not putting time into making more money, which at the end of the day would translate into so many of these other things, sort of like, which is why men are usually out of women because they don't do non-paid things. Um, So being very vocal and make sure that you're asking for what, you should be getting because your time is worth it. Even if you're learning, even if you do enjoy it, like this, your time has a value. So make sure you're asking for it. Ask for
0: more money. Because so so many of us, we go into jobs and think about it, we never negotiate. Yeah. We never negotiate. We're exactly. like, oh, just just give me what you want. I just want to learn. Yeah. No. You know, like, the, man, the, the man comes in and is not qualified, has nothing. Is, and he's like, oh, I'm asking for three times what I'm worth. Mm, so so exactly. we, need to start, we need to start demonstrating to others what our value is, because if we don't do it, they're not going to do it. I don't know why we think that people are going to do the right thing, but nobody's going to say, OK, um, Anna really deserves this, even though she's asked for this. Nobody does that. So, so asking for more money uh, and that's a whole other conversation I know, but, but I'm so happy that we're ending on that note. Thank you so much, Anna. Thank you so much, Laura. It's been such a pleasure having you at OnlyFans. Hope to, hope to see you soon. <laughs> yeah,
1: yes, no, no, absolutely. You.